So today we're going to be taking a look at the price of production schema and unequal exchange. Price of production is the formula or concept used by Marx to explain the transformation of values into prices uh, and he predominantly works on this in volume 3 of Capital. <sighs> We're basing a lot of the analysis here off of uh, volume three of capital. And to begin, we want to analyze a few important concepts uh, that Marx uses, specifically cost price uh, and profit. And he does this in part one, chapter one of capital. He analyzes uh, these two concepts. So. Marx defines cost price as the portion of the value of the commodity which replaces the price of the consumed means of production and labor power only replaces what the commodity costs the capitalist himself. For him it therefore represents the cost price of the commodity. So when we're thinking of consumed means of production, we can think of our classic uh, formula for the value of a commodity, C plus V plus S, and labor power, of course, we can think of V for variable capital, and consumed means we can think of C for constant capital. That's cost price. Cost price will be C plus V. And here, when we look at that formula, C plus V plus S, we see that C plus V, that portion, transforms into K. And this is, of course, because this is the capital advanced, uh, the cost price, which will be the cost to the capitalist himself. Uh, what is advanced uh, is a constant capital in the form of machinery and variable capital in the form of wages. That will be K. And then commodity value, therefore, the value of the commodity C will be equal to the cost price plus the surplus value. Discussion Marx is embarking on is the transformation of value into price. So we will be also transforming uh, in the abstraction that the capitalist undergoes. In that same sense, S transforms into P. So instead, our formula for the value of a commodity will be value of a commodity C equals K plus P, where the value of a commodity equals cost price plus profit. Why does that matter? Well, the what Marx talks about in chapter 9 with the formation of a general rate of profit or the average rate of profit and the transformation of the values of commodities into prices of production. That's to say that you have to begin with this notion of cost price and profit being equivalent to the value of a commodity or what will be put on the market as the price of production. Because you have to understand what it takes for the capitalist to create the conception of a price of production to then sell at that price or for the price to form across a market. 
So to that end, in chapter 9, Marx talks about the average rate of profit. And he begins with examples from five different capitals. Uh, he gives them all the same surplus value with different constant and variable capital as inputs for all of them. Of course, with a rate of surplus value at 100, the surplus value is going to just be the advanced variable capital is going to be equivalent in all, all cases. And that makes the value of the product, all of these are equal to 100. Marx just randomly comes up with 100 as a, he, he arbitrarily assigns that as a rate of surplus value and it creates the value of the products as such. And this means the rate of profit will be equivalent to the surplus value that's produced. Why is that the case? Well, essentially the rate of, the formula for the rate of profit that Marx is giving us here is, is uh, S over C plus V. That's a formula for the rate of profit. It's the amount of surplus value over the uh, constant and variable capital advanced. Of course, like we just established, this part can also be converted into K and the top part into P. So your rate of profit could also be P over K. It can be your rate of profit. And then you have their equivalent, in this case, to the amount of surplus value that's produced. Part of the analysis here for Marx is that not all of the constant capital is used. So what turns into the value of the commodity itself is only the amount of constant capital that's used. Uh, in that case we have uh, used up constant capital he gives us some numbers and then we have the cost price which again is going to be that used up capital plus the variable capital will be cost price or K and then the value of the commodities will be that plus surplus value K plus S will be equal to 70 plus 20 plus 30, etc. Something also that he does here is show if all of these are being, this is going to be roughly what the capitalist sells the commodity for, right? Because they're trying to recuperate what they've inserted, which is K, the cost price, plus they're trying to make profit. So they also incorporate this together and sell it at that price. But what Mark shows also is that there is a total that he adds up here. And then dividing that by five, you have the average, the average, constant, and variable capital. And his intention is to show that even though there's a broad range of rates of profit between 40% all the way down to 5%, there will be an averaging out of that amount uh, down to 
for all of these. Why is that? Well, essentially to ensure that there is sort of a, a harmony or a kind of a cooperative agreement amongst all the capitalists. Well, why is that? As uh, in the last page we were showing, so remember that what the price of production, I mean, we can call price of production L, and L is going to be equal to K plus P. K being the cost price, P being the rate of profit. So when there's an averaging out of the rate of profit, assuming rate of profit is 22, that's different than the individual surplus values that each capitalist achieves in their individual their individual branches or the individual capitals that are advanced there's going to be a deviation of price from value price is not exactly the same as value in the same way that surplus value is not exactly the same as profit or variable capital is not exactly the same as wages for example these are different levels of abstraction for Marx and what, what's going to end up happening is there's a deviation of price from value for the individual capitals advanced. So the price that is being sold here, 92, is too higher than the value. The value being this um, value being the value being what we established on the last page of the C, the constant capital that is used plus variable capital plus surplus value. That's what we have reproduced here. The value of the commodities, which is different than the price of the commodities that they'll actually be sold for. What we can observe here is that the deviation of price from value for each is not equal, right? So some branches are positive, are selling for more than their value some are negative some are selling for less than their actual value what Marx aims to show why there's a equalization of the rate of profit is that when you take up all all of these capitals together consider them all together when we add up these numbers 2 plus negative 8 plus negative 18 plus 7 plus 17 so you have negative 6, negative 12. When you have all of these taken up together, say you add 17 and 7, and you get 24, and you add negative 8 and negative 18, you get negative 26, you add 2 there, 26, minus 26, amounts to 0. The overall deviation of price from value amounts to zero in Marx's example. And that is kind of what keeps the system together is when there is individually discrepancy because the rate of profit is not is not actually equal, right? We saw that surplus value is unequally distributed here, but the rate of profit is equally distributed. For all of these capitals. Marx used another 
example in chapter 9, which is that if we have k plus p, cost price plus profit, we can also say that the general rate of profit, which is what we established before, is equal in his example to 22%, is multiplied by the cost price to get the individual profit for that branch. And then the price of production can be measured as k plus k times the general rate of profit. So the price of production, and Marx gives uh, this example randomly. If the cost price is 300 and the general rate of profit is 15%, then the price of production will be 300 plus 300 times 0 0.5 or 345. So if we turn now to Emmanuel, we see how Emmanuel is using these price of production schemas. As we were just discussing, he's talking about Marx, chapter 9 of volume 3, his formula for prices of production. And Emmanuel gives a slightly more, a slightly different looking table for the price of production. Also, we'll give you M instead of S for surplus value, L for price of production, and T for the rate of profit as well as a capital V for the value of the commodities. So to also give you these formulas for profit and the rate of profit, where the rate of profit is equal to the sum of M or surplus value over the sum of C plus sum of V. And again, I mean, that's what we stated before, where to create a rate of profit, to create an individual profit for any of these uh, individual branches, you would be doing S over C plus V. In this case, M is used instead of S. And then all that's different for this, the rate of profit for the entire system as a whole to create a general rate of profit is to sum all of these together to take profit for uh, in this case the numbers that he gives you, you get the exact profit for you get 20 for all of them you would multiply his rate of profit times c plus v so whatever the c plus v or cost price is for a specific branch gets multiplied by the that of the entirety of the system. In this case, it's 300. 300, we're multiplying C plus V. For, say, for branch 1, we have 100. 300 over the sum of M. The sum of M, in this case, is 60. So 60 divided by 300 is 1 fifth and 1 fifth times 100 is 20. You could do that for every single one of these, you'd get you'd get 20. And then of course price of production is the same 
as in Merck's case, this simplifies to K, and then you have the individual profit, and the price of production is all the same. What Emmanuel is going to use this to show is that the variable capitals, however, have different values. And that is going to mean that the actual value of all the commodities here is, is slightly different. Nevertheless, they're exchanging for exactly the same. What that demonstrates in his system is that wages are the independent variable that influence the loss of value from one branch or one country to another. So when branches two and three exchange 110 for 130, there's a loss of 20 in value for branch two even though they're exchanging because their price of productions are all the same that's because they have a general rate of profit that's been formed here and Emmanuel will explain how that general rate of profit forming is what causes the unequal exchange whereas this can form there is no general rate of wages that is equivocal for all countries.